This week, we learned that sometimes when Josh says that a movie is a worse version of another movie, he absolutely, really, really fucking means it. It's Cemetery Hide this week on That Podcast Stays Up All Night. Welcome to That Podcast Stays Up All Night, the worst AV club imaginable. I am your club president, Josh, and with me are Cody the Treasurer and Aura, who only shows up to leech Wi-Fi. Say hello, fellas. Howdy, howdy. Look, I add ambiance, too. It's not just stealing (laughs) Wi-Fi. He'll Uh, eat your food, too. Fart scent isn't really what I would call ambiance. Here at That Podcast Stays Up All Night, a.k.a. the Society for Cutting Up Movies, we take down the sexist tripe spoon-fed to us by the mainstream media. And by mainstream media, we of course mean the films of USA Up All Night, an, an 80s <laughs> to 90s hosted movie program that brought old people the scummiest of boob comedies, titty horror, and erotic thrillers. This week, we are whatever the exact opposite of pleased is to bring you Cemetery High. Aura, hit me with your best pitch. Fire away. You just told me not to fire away a minute ago. <laughs> you said it didn't add ambiance. That's I mean, what you said. I didn't say not to. I just said it didn't add to the ambiance. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, after a really troubling amount of rape and violence, a teenage girl gang decides to take vengeance on their tormentors. It's basically I spit on your grave, but in high school. And a comedy? Doesn't a comedy need to make you laugh? Hence the air quotes. <laughs> I spit on your locker. That was the joke I should have done there. Uh, yes. yeah. Hindsight, you know. As a quick, you rem- can fix it in post, right? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, you already said it, so we have the we have the clip. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, no, don't bother. I wasn't time stamping it either. We were all on the same page. It's written. We're recording. It's, it's not revised. Uh, as a quick reminder of last week, we had a filmmaker named Gorman Betchard trying to make a movie called Assault of the Killer Bimbos for the band family's Empire International Pictures. His footage was deemed unacceptably shitty by the execs, and a different film was cobbled together under the title to fulfill some financial obligations and pre-sales. But the bands, like our First Nation brothers and sisters, waste no part of the Bee movie. So, according to Empire of the Bees, they brought in an uncredited band associate named Kenneth J. Hall in a formal experiment in turd polishing. (laughs) That's... Mm. Yes, well... Mm. Hall excised the worst footage and added new scenes to hit feature length with something vaguely resembling a movie, which Empire then released to the home video market. Uh, What did the home video market do to deserve this? (laughs) They bought pictures from Empire. As mentioned previously, Betchard's previous works mostly include the Empire-funded Galactic Gigolo and the Empire-released Psychos in Love, which you may notice a subtle shout-out to in the movie. (laughs) <laughs> uh, both featuring Carmine Capobianco, also credited as co-writer on Cemetery. The film also stalled, starred Debbie Thibault, who was maybe in Assault with the Killer Bimbos as well. <laughs> I IMDb gives thing. her an uncredited... <laughs> IMDb credits her I saw that. for the movie, but doesn't list a part for her in Assault of the Killer Bimbos. And I have no fucking clue if she was in the movie or not. Um... 
And then there we get B-movie stalwart Ruth Collins, who you might recognize from Galactic Gigolo. Uh, and also the rest of the cast of Galactic Gigolo, because this film has a lot of people that you'll recognize from Galactic Gigolo, unless for some reason you haven't seen Galactic Gigolo. I can't imagine that to be the case. I, uh, I tried looking up Galactic Gigolo on the, on, you know, trying to find, and uh, extraordinarily difficult, apparently, to find, too. Oh. Fun. Of course, I'm, I'm sure that would be the better movie, too. Is, is, is Galactic Gigolo an up-all-night movie, do you know? Uh, I don't think so, but maybe it might turn up. I'm still processing. Like, I've processed, uh, half of the seasons. Because I think Psychos in Love is... I wouldn't swear to it, but I think Psychos in Love is an up-all-night movie. I haven't seen that one on the, the list that I have either. Wikipedia does have a better list that they've added since we started doing this project. D- is it because but. we started doing this project? <laughs> Beats me. Do you think the people at Wikipedia are like, oh man, there are some nerds in this AV club that... Uh, Google pinged the FBI because uh, like the three of us unanimously shot up the Google searches for <laughs> both Rhonda Shear and Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> I mean, they some connected of these the movies dots. seem to be getting re-releases, and I am wondering if our purchasing of these things is... <laughs> setting a market trend. Goosing the... There's the, a guarantee the week that, that Aura bought Cemetery High was the only copy of <laughs> that film that had shit, been purchased in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I, I, I had it in my watch list for a few minutes, and it was like six they, copies available or something, <laughs> and then, uh... Oh, dang Beautiful. it. They had it in. You had it in your watch sorry, list, and they. I'm were... so sorry to anybody who has that same ringer as me that was listening to this. <laughs> yeah, so. they. You were watching it uh, in your watch list, and they were patiently, patiently waiting and watching your shopping cart. <laughs> uh, no, it was. Uh, yeah, totally. The uh, you know, I it, it said there were six copies available, for, <laughs> and then like two months later, when I finally got around to buying it. Uh, there were still six copies available, so... <laughs> yeah, that's that's about right. There are whatever number of copies there were available. Now there are five copies available, yeah. basically, <laughs> is the moral. If you, Until you people like, listen to this, and then there are going to still be five copies available. Yeah. If, if you really, truly love and appreciate this episode, there will always be five copies available, and we will not change that. Yes. Of our listeners, five more of you can watch this movie. <laughs> and that's it. And the rest of you should be thankful to those five. You're eating the bullet. Alright, so what were the expectations going into this one? I know I hyped you hard on how great it was. Okay, yeah, I have, so I'm sure. I have two perfect bits that we can put here. One is either a revised tagline for the movie, and uh, the other one is a thing that I've already forgotten, so I guess the revised tagline. Yeah. Uh, we said for Assault of the Killer Bimbos, it was... A uh, adequate, what was it? An adequate fulfillment of uh, legal obligations to the pre-sales. Uh, I would describe this movie as an inadequate obligation to any pre-sales. <laughs> inadequate legal obligation to any pre-sales. Yes. God, we gotta make that t-shirt. To end me funding. Do. That'll be ours. Inadequate <laughs> fulfillments of funding material. Uh, and one thing we sometimes talk about are the covers. Yeah, uh, and like the, the promo material and stuff like that. Uh, I think this one has a decent cover. Like the resolution on the art on our copies is fucking pissed, but yeah. that is an accurate representation of the contents. Oh yeah, bland. Um, 
Yeah, you do have a different confused. Uh, cemetery hide than I do, actually. Yeah, I have the full moon edition, but it's the same cover. It's the same yeah. poster. The one on line has, like, a chainsaw on it, I think, as well. Yeah, I think there are, like, drawn ones as well. But this one is, like, it's a still image of all the women in the film carrying guns in front of a gate. Which is, I don't know, it's okay. Like, it says, it promises a better movie than it gives you. So yeah. it's a better cover than a movie. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, th- I mean, this cover looks a bit like um, The Craft. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of a misleading little tagline too. It says it's graduation time and the final exam is a killer. That's they. I guess they technically kind of start the movie. I wouldn't even say start. I would say you know the fifteen minute meander into the movie has this scene, and then the rest of the movie also meanders similarly around that scene. All, the the implication that these are high schoolers as well is again we'll I'm sure we'll get into that. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> well, I mean, cemetery and high. Um, my, you know, one of those things is barely in there, in there, and the one is not at all. Um, <laughs> it is, I, I do. I want to say it. It's one of the worst titles I can think. Yeah, of. this yeah. is so. And, and this film had another couple titles, like it was because it was originally Assault of the Killer Bimbos, which it also isn't, like remotely. <laughs> no. I mean, think about it, if it had been released as that. None of these are these characters bimbos. That's... They're raped. Yeah. They're rape victims. Yeah. Uh, I don't I mean, think that makes them bimbos. Well, that that's stepping on your discussion a bit. Do we do, do we want to have it? <laughs> no. Nah, we'll, well, wait. we're not going to talk about. I mean, not no. in terms of like which one is the better movie, oh. or how <laughs> they compare to each other, but just in terms of Qua itself. Like, okay, this was then, a film made by somebody trying to make a film called Assault of the Killer Bimbos, mm-hmm. based on a you know, a, and that was what was sold. It it isn't that. Yeah, which is why it didn't get that one, or that title at least. Like. And there was there was a second title that I can't remember that Betrin also wanted, as the. I uh, I, I don't fucking remember it. I have I'm thought sure it was of equally several better titles already. Or do we want to save that? Uh, for games? Just save it. Okay. Cool. Good. Yeah. Because yeah, there's there's so many. Oh, also Try again, to keep them. this Try. is. This is great podcast material, but I uh, I saved a thumbnail for the uh, cover for the episode. That was my easily my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Share it to my co-hosts right now. <coughs> that was that was truly the one scene that I don't know. There's some there's some stuff in it that like is like oh they're they're trying to be self aware. Yeah, but it's just. It doesn't play right, which is weird. Yeah. I, well, I suppose we'll get into it a bit more later, but this is, I think, the film that Betchard... Betchard complains a lot about how this film was edited. <laughs> uh, we'll get to some of his yeah, complaints man. later, because he that. goes a little over the top with them. Um, it's clear that he wanted to make some kind of social satire film. Yeah. Like, this is a film, it's trying <laughs> to, to be, like, you know, very over the top, very, like... You know, look at how this horrendous violence against women justifies horrendous violence back and how silly it all is. It just doesn't work. It, it's not clear enough to work for it's me. Like a, and it's, I don't think that's the re-editing's fault. No, like, I yeah. I feel like it's in the scenes, in the footage itself. It just isn't good enough if, if, to carry its theme. So if satire is supposed to be like a clear, like, uh, 
pun, not pun, but you know, a clear juxtaposition of the the subject matter that it's trying to mock. This movie is a perfect example of Ouroboros. Yeah. Of like, you literally try it so hard, and you think you're being so self aware, and and literally your movie isn't as good as the movies you're making fun of. Yeah. And I mean, I think you can see the original vision that Bechard had yeah. in it because. He claims his version was a much darker comedy, <laughs> and you can see bits of that, like sure. th- that a lot of the slapstick was probably sort of added in there. But even then, I mean, for instance, the scene where they go to the video store, I mentioned it earlier, where, <laughs> and, and they're talking oh about fucking Psycho's in Love, and they read the back of Psycho's yeah. in Love, and I'm like, this is really fucking tedious. If you don't know that <laughs> this is another Gorman Petrard film, then what the fuck does this scene serve? And, and that wasn't a reshoot. nobody reshot a plug for this asshole's shitty other film this movie is 80 minutes long and it's uh it's that's like 40 minutes of stretch and that's really not a hyperbole honestly probably 30 minutes of stretch of 80 minutes they spend two or three minutes which doesn't sound like a long time but out of 80 minutes is a significant portion doing that fucking bit about psychos (laughs) in love um so how about the sound editing can we? Holy fuck, boys! Oh well, uh, do we want to do we want to do that now, or do we want to? Yeah, say, do we want to? Problem. We're just starting to. Dig do we want to do a bit normally. and then uh, and then get in? Because once yeah, we this, th- this movie um, is a shallow, shallow grave, and once we start digging, we'll we'll hit the rotten corpse real fucking quick. Yeah, we should probably hit that after the synopsis. I know I'm cheating too. It's just. There's, you see, it's, it's on the ground, and you just want to get the boots in. It's one of those, like, I, I feel compelled to do this show because I want to plead and plead later in the episode that the next Up All Night movie we watch be one of the at least slightly acclaimed ones. I, oh. I want to... Oh, Cody. Just, oh, my God. Oh, Oh, jeez. Fucking just kill me now, boys. Just do it. Can't do another Cemetery High. It's... It can, can we get it even, like, bad in a men. different way? Can we get, like, it's Puppet Master 3? <laughs> anything. Oh, God. You don't have to worry much about the sound editing. Oh, God. I also, like many <laughs> of the male factual. actors in this movie, want to slowly have someone put a gun in my mouth and pretend like they pull the trigger. <laughs> I just, I feel bad because we have Caveman next, which... Oh, that's There are right. some issues. Uh, and then Satan's Cheerleaders, which I watched and hadn't realized was a Graydon Clark film. <laughs> oh, God. He did a lot of mystery science theater stuff, like Angel's Revenge. Yeah, I want to. <clears throat> we I want to put it's, it's, Evil it's Dead Two or something in this rotation. Up, I need a palate we'll, cleanser soon. I think we'll, we'll maybe have earned something. Good. We'll try. <laughs> we'll try and get yourself a guest on here. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> I uh, I met a guy at a party last night that was wearing a t-shirt that had a smiley face on it but the smiley face had the mankind mask and it was nice. only because of all of the research that we did for the wrestling show that I was able to immediately pinpoint that and not just see it as is that smiley face wearing like a jock strap on his face <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to ask that guy to be the guest on our show <laughs> I, t- I told him I was like I know what that is because of a podcast and he was like Bro, if you talk about wrestling, like, let me on. I'll talk about wrestling for hours. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I'm fucking, I'm way good on that now. 
Besides, we already have our Japanese correspondent, Nick, to do that. That's true. <laughs> um, so one, one last thing on the expectations before we start to move into <laughs> the... Yeah. Our correspondent in Japan. <laughs> just to be clear. Who is Japanese. Mm. Uh, <laughs> he's living in Japan. Right? Doesn't that make him Japanese? I, mean, you're living I in don't know States. if that's you're, how that you're works. You're American. I'm sorry that you think that immigrants aren't Americans. Or uh, <laughs> oh That's a really <laughs> shitty position. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Like, we try... I don't want to I don't want to get political. <laughs> I don't want to get preachy here. This I just... <laughs> We need These that running tally. Of the, I don't want to get political. <laughs> I'm not acknowledging any of that. <laughs> Probably for the best. My lawyers so. have <laughs> contacted me. So what, one last question before we move into the, the jump as far as expectations. Like I had I had not hidden the fact from you guys that this was not a good movie, but was it and I think I I think I can fairly say that neither of you liked it. Um, <laughs> was it was it as bad as you were expecting, or better or worse? <laughs> uh, so before I got past the DVD, Aura told me that he, he took three shots at watching this movie. Not even, like, I watching it in three chunks, like, attempted to watch this movie three times. And uh, luckily, I the beautiful, beautiful uh, PlayStation has this auto feature of watching your movie at 1.5 speed, which uh, drives fucking Scorsese insane. But, uh, yeah, Josh. But uh, for the sake of this movie, really helps for uh, some of those scenes. Uh, but other times you can't do it because the sound editing is so bad, you literally have to go back and be like, what? I couldn't understand what they were saying. It must be because it was at 1.5 speed. Nope. Oh, nope. You can't understand what they're saying. All right, good to know. It it indeed took me three chops at this uh, at this tree. Uh, I uh, the you know sometimes I fall asleep. Uh, this time was not the case. This time I was like, I have to watch Venture Brothers or or something. You know, I have to I have to do something else. <laughs> an episode of Star Trek. I don't know. <laughs> like, Doesn't I think the kitchen needs a clean? Yeah, yeah something needs cleaned. I could really Clean. rotate my just tires keep, right about now. Just keep cleaning. <laughs> Haven't flossed in a while. That'll, that'll only masturbated the... three times today. I haven't. You haven't yet. Oh. Oh. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, no, hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah. yeah the, the... I mean, masturbated three times since he got to this apartment. And that's the and that is the ambiance that you bring, Aura. I'm not like acknowledging any of that. <laughs> Trying to blow around your house like a goddamn dump truck. <laughs> Alright, I'm sure you're all dying of the suspense trying to figure out if we liked this, <laughs> liked this movie, this king-sized turd burger of a film. So we'll move on to the synopsis after the jump. Settle down, settle down. Greetings all, and welcome to the February meeting of our local chapter of Bad Movies Anonymous. Uh, hello, hello. Hey. I see a lot of new faces out there, so let's get some real sharing going here. Remember, you don't have to face your pain alone. Anyone? You, with the Cosby sweater. (sighs) Uh, My name is Cody, and I've seen a bad movie. Whatever, millennial. No judgment here, Aura. Cody? (sighs) Okay. This one time at Bible camp, they made us watch (sighs) Salty the Songbook. What? And you discovered your budding sexuality? 
No. I, I mean, well, yeah, but unrelated, and the movie was bad. You think that's bad? How many showings of The Room have you been dragged to? Gentlemen. The Room? Try Troll 2, casual. Casual? When you're neck deep in Plan 9, you'll offer to suck dicks for a chance to watch Troll 2. Oh, a half-baked reference. Real current edgelord. Thanks for the compliment. Guys. You probably think Godzilla movies are so bad they're good. You probably think Gamera is a friend to all shitty movies. You probably choke one out to Mac and me. You probably watch Manos while the Master is away. You probably gobble knobs while watching Hobgoblins. You probably beat the Bishop to Exorcist 3. You probably gentrified a leprechaun into Hood. You probably autoerotic masturbate to the happening. Stop it! None of you fuckers even know with your Wiseau and your Ed Wood and your fucking Kaiju. How many times have you seen Brink Stevens' tits, you shits? How many VD films have you watched sobbing alone in your dingy apartments? How many Serbian snuff films, Japanese zombie-ass porns, library promos, wrestling bloopers, vampire car cartoons, sexy Shakespeare slashers, and puppet jerk-off movies have you assholes suffered through? Huh? And you have the nerve to bitch to me all the time about some fucking video trash 80s movies? Eat Shannon Tweed's crusty mummy pussy shit sniffers. Boy, this one went kind of personal for you, huh, bub? Yeah, I guess so. And we'll fix it in post. Welcome back to That Podcast Stays Up All Night. Cody's here with your synopsis, if he can stand taking a break from victimizing women for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Only for the sake of this film. In a patriarchy, everyone's a victimizer. We'll just, oh, oh, you need the, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just going to go ahead and use that then. That's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> for, for my synopsis this week, I, uh, I am just doing blatant plagiarism. I am putting the same amount of effort in as the uh, filmmakers here. <clears throat> Tired of being used what in What was a- that? <laughs> Great the podcast. Same, the same amount of effort the filmmakers <laughs> made. You're like, here, have a little bit of Coca-Cola on the way back. <laughs> now I have to cut all this hilarious stuff out to make it seem funny. <laughs> Tired of being used and abused by the male population, these... Actually, never mind. I'm going to read this as the run-on sentences as they are written. Tired of being used and abused by the male population, these little darlings are planning to rid the town of perverts and the mayors at the top of the list. Using their bodies as bait, these gorgeous girls use original techniques to tease their victims before terminating them, but their appetites are never satisfied. Now, first comma... Every woman in town wants to join the ranks and the death toll increases with membership. As the final showdown in City Hall, it's girls versus boys in a bloody battle with an action-packed finale. It, that's that's, that's yeah, succinctly that's, the entire movie. Yeah. That, is, that is what you would get if you asked a third grader to describe this movie. <laughs> it's to have him read the What's back the of the DVD. Cody, so did you read your book report? <laughs> <laughs> Could you read us your book report about Cemetery High real fast? Uh, the the real breakdown is uh, we have allu- we alluded it to the beginning, but uh, three separate women are literally like hunted down and implied off screen raped. Yeah. By uh, by three men posing as high schoolers. Not really, but yeah, they're, all these posing, people are in high they're all posing as high schoolers. Uh, and and all of these I... people were in Galactic Gigolo a few years earlier. <laughs> these, these are people. These are they're not a soft thirty. Yeah, I was just, they're yeah. 30-year-old high schoolers was one of the notes. I 
I don't I don't normally take notes on our up all night movies because because <laughs> usually we can you know we have enough in the script you don't need me to to pad it out. But uh, one of the notes I had this time was uh, the, the, these high schoolers are 30. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, don't have any w- rules or regulations about not wearing shirts inside of their school. Yes, their school is apparently just a wasteland. And uh, like, I, I think one of the girls, who's like the studious girl, is when she encounters the guys, she's by her locker. And they just beat her up, oh, yeah. knock her unconscious, and then drag her to the. They're like, let's take her, let's take her. They're like, you have to do all our homework. And she's like, I don't know about that. And then they beat her to unconscious. They they punch like, her in the her gut the... first to yeah. kick her to the ground, and then a hilarious, done definitely at a different time shot happens of them stepping on the glasses, and then they all do the hilarious uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure meme of them kicking the <laughs> shit out of her for seemingly no reason. And then they're like, let's take her to the locker room and have fun. And, and yeah. it's like... <laughs> they Flintstone is, drag her off. Is no one else in this school? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the classes? This, does this school consist of six people? Because someone <laughs> should stop this. This is a... This is... Fucking ice spit on your grave. It's happening right now. Oh, uh, they all like, have hall that. passes, so it's okay. Oh, they have hall passes. <laughs> Uh, and when I made the I comment about <laughs> the shirtless people, I'm talking about the guys just always walking around bare chested. Like, uh, I guess they're supposed to be football guys or something. It's yeah. hard to know. But anyway, the the women get together and then uh, decide, hey, like the three of us all have something in common. Let's just kill the guys. There's... Which honestly seems like a pretty rational response yeah, to me. Yeah, for sure. In the world this thing seems to be taking place in. What is irrational is how bad the men are at escaping because they don't do any sort of like trickery or lead in. They just wear their graduation gowns and walk up and, and kill them. Hang on. There are three women in that scene where they agree to do it. <laughs> the very next scene there are five. <laughs> like without any sort of... No, like, there's, there's three to three. Because there's, like, one as the pickaxe, one as the real axe, and one as, like, a okay, machete. Is it, is it when they add the... They add... They so add at, yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, there is, you know, like... This, no, no. is a very inconstant amount of people. Yes. This movie feels like you, you crammed, like, three or four episodes of Dragon Ball Z back-to-back, and it's, the like, the main crew assimilating all of the other people. <laughs> they just get more women... And then eventually, that is the one thing, like, there's so many beats where I'm like, if you flesh this idea out beyond the rough draft that you wrote on a cocktail napkin, like, there's probably a decent movie here. And the they have their little ironic, uh, every time we're going to show something violent, we're going to instead cut away to us banging this gong. As somebody who has rough drafted on a nut cocktail napkin, <laughs> I feel like I should defend the cocktail napkins. Yes, and not this movie. No, <laughs> like well, there was a movie not that long ago called Assassination Nation. I think like a year or two ago it came mm. out. Uh, it is fairly similar to this film in themes. It's about a bunch of women that are wronged by the society around them and have to defend themselves. Uh, it's a solid. It's not the greatest movie, but I'd give it a solid B plus. I give John uh, Tucker Must Die a B plus. Yeah. <laughs> have either of you seen that one? I have not. It's not I heard a. It was, I heard it was better than it looked. Yeah, the poster the, looked bad. The title is like hilariously misleading for it being like a uh, like a teenage like rom com type of movie, but it's basically the same thing. Like somebody's cheating on all of them, and so they get a new girl who transfers into the school to be like the the face of their plot to, like, uh, ruin this person's life. Yeah. 
And it has like all American rejects and uh, Modest Mouse songs in the movie, which is a weird juxtaposition. See, I didn't, I didn't go to see it because the poster for it looked like the cover to like a Seether album or some shit. <laughs> so I was like, this is gonna be some fucking bullshit right here. God, if only we could have had that same premonition. I we talked about Final Destination on one of the other episodes. It felt like that watching this movie. It was like, oh god, I can already see me at the end of this movie and I'm a hollowed out <laughs> husk of a man. It's this is like in our last sketch bit there we made some some jokes, but there are some I don't want to sound elitist here. <laughs> there 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 are bad movies and there are bad movies, right? Yeah. Like the commonly brought up classics of the bad movie canon like The Room or uh, or Troll 2 or things like that and they're not good films no uh, but they're there's still elements watchable. of those movies <laughs> yeah they're watchable and there's elements that are like inherently comedic whether they meant to or yeah. not and most of the time it's funny because it's clear they didn't mean for something to be comedic yeah. and it's it's played with like the utmost self-seriousness but when this movie is like already tongue-in-cheeking their own self-seriousness, but it's clear that they're also just not good actors. Yeah. It's it, it's that Ouroboros thing. It's like, you can't talk shit on the shit that you're literally making. Not as well. And there's, like, in... With stuff like The Room and Trolls, too, there's also, there's something... There's an exceptionalness to them, which I find interesting. Like, they aren't... Like, The Room has such a weird... At its core, it's a James Dean film by somebody who doesn't understand America in the slightest or how humans talk. Howdy cowboy is like something written by people who whose complete lack of understanding of how people relate to each other actually results in a scene where a child pisses on a table full of food. And and they think that this is cinematic somehow. There's nothing that interesting in Cemetery High. Like nothing that happens here is impactful. Like there's nothing that's interestingly different. Interesting. We'll talk about that in a minute. That was the thing added in post too. So yeah, Bedford gets nothing for that. Um. <laughs> what about the scientists, though? Is he? A, was he a scientist, or was he a clear on that? Or forensics guy? Coroner. He's a coroner. He's a he's a broad, he's a broad stereotype of gay men, so that they can make bad jokes about gay people, and whoever put them in there on whatever part of the production should be fucking ashamed of themselves. Um, it was clear, like that he was hamming it up always in his scenes, like the the. It seemed like he was one of the guys who was like, oh, I'm in on this joke. Like, it's like we're we're making... Or any of the characters that are the, the men that get killed also feel like they're... They feel like they're smarter and more self-aware of the premise. And so they're like, oh, well, I'll really, like, ham it up. But it just, like, always falls super fucking flat. Like, the... It's- few things is bad. You talk about in Mystery Science Theater a lot, how they often don't do comedies because, like, a bad dramatic film like yeah. you can make fun of. But what do you do when somebody's trying to make the room laugh and failing? Like, it's... You mostly just... There are a few things as excruciating as watching somebody be bad at comedy. I think Red Letter Media also has a similar stance on the same thing of, like, they'll watch all sorts of movies because you can have a discussion at the end of the day, like on any point of it, but when a, when a comedy's just not that funny, it's like, what do you do? Comedy's subjective. Yeah. Like, if, if you don't think it's funny, there's nothing then to really talk about. Or why it didn't work, I guess. Especially, I mean, because this, I, I feel like 
this probably meant something to to, to Betchard, right? Like he's there's to do so many references to yeah either. other movies and other fi- like he has first and last names of people like that are clear references like all of the time. So it's one of those like I felt <laughs> like. It, it, it was the thing that if they could have had whatever their blurbs were on the back, it would be like, for fans of Tobe Hooper, because we said his name in the movie, you might also <laughs> like this. Yeah. And you see, we referenced Chainsaw Massacre, but we didn't say the full title, and then we said the name of the guy who made the movie. <laughs> it's like, this, it's like you're watching Bad Counties to this for me, is like going to see a friend's terrible high school band. Oh, or local theater. Yeah, or a terrible local theater production. Because afterwards they're going to walk up to you and they're going to be like, so what did you think? And you're going you're gonna to have to stand there and find a thing to say where you're not lying to a good friend of yours, but you're not admitting that you actually thought it was pretty fucking bad and that it doesn't have a future. Cool. Uh, or have you ever, ever had to be dragged to a friend's improv show? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I... I think... I, well, me, and jo- people... me and Josh went to that one that one time. That one was okay. <laughs> it was very okay. I... See, but that already you have both created your fun. the nicest thing that you could say <laughs> about the entire evening, which was it was very okay, which is a hilarious <laughs> sentence. Well, I've seen bad improv. It was it was not that. <laughs> okay, Josh, name a fish. <laughs> Cody, name name a place. Go. Right. <laughs> snapper, uh, the toilet. Uh, ah, the, the snapper's I in heard, the toilet, guys. Like, what do we do? I heard goldfish aquarium. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite is when they obviously do the pre. They have a pre bit. They just pretend the audience said it. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if I ever did it, an improv show, it would actually just be pre scripted bits, and I would just pretend that whatever they were giving me was what I had scripted. Did I hear somebody say Abraham Lincoln? Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. That, <laughs> oh my god, I uh, won't name names, but a friend also had me go to their improv show and they had a bit that was supposed to be like a doctor call-in or like a therapist call-in thing, sure. and I was I was trying to set them up for things and I did something like, uh, I'm Abraham Lincoln, I have a killer headache, and uh, they were just like, <laughs> it was so bad, it was immediately like, bang, bang, you're shot dead in the head, okay, what's the next one? It's like... Oh man, <laughs> fuck, I made it worse. <laughs> I, it's like I pour, poured water on a chemical fire. Shooting people in improv reminds me of The Office. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just whisper to you that he has a gun? <laughs> Leave Michael. <laughs> this, uh, that's what this this movie felt like. I had the psychic projection of Josh, like with a gun, <laughs> like at the back of my head. That was like we record today. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to do these films because they have interesting stories, not yeah. because they're good. Well, no, I mean, like I said, we'll have so, we have so much to talk about. Like this month is very much an example of like these aren't movies that we're gonna love. <laughs> these aren't movies. <laughs> they just they happen to have a very interesting story attached. <laughs> They would make a far better movie than they are, ironically. God. Um, all right, so things that were added in the post, since this was, you know, it wasn't Betchard's vision. Um, definitely the the Gorgong and Hooter Honkar, according to the Empire of the Bees. Uh, it was apparently derivative of some other... Like, it, yeah, laughing is what it felt like. And I was like, 
I was like, are they doing a laugh-in riff here? You know, um, um, Freakazoid does that bit also, but like I said, it's it's different too. But I th- I'm pretty sure Freakazoid comes way after this movie. Yeah, oh, so, definitely. Uh, it's um, it's definitely a reference again, referencing reference material, yeah. which is the other thing this movie loves to do. Interestingly, in the the interview that they conduct with Hall in the the book Empire of the Bees, uh, he added them because basically. Band was like, you know, we have this footage. There's make something that we can release to home video. That means tits and uh, tits and blood because we can sell that. Well, the, the uh, and then he watched the film, and there's actually not very much. Yeah, and then, uh, rarely does Weirdly. that does that actually pay off because um, mm-hmm. because you're like, oh man, the Gorgong's coming up. Somebody's losing a head or something, and then all of a sudden there's a blood splatter on the wall, and you're just, just like. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that opening scene when they're all in a field, like the girls yeah. and the, the dudes, and, they, and you can see the Gorgong, and they're about to shoot someone, and you're like, oh, we're going to see a head explode. Yeah. And you hear a crack, and then you see a guy fall down, and like a small trickle of blood yeah. fall out of his head, and you're like, that is not a gong. <laughs> yeah. That is PG. And the gong doesn't even sound like a good gong, either. Another thing that could have been an easy, like punch up the joke by making the audio better in post but no you could tell it's like the real audio of the shot of them hitting the gong which doesn't sound good and the hooter honk is gross yeah and just for what it intends to do but because the motion of it is like the hands yeah. slowly move in from the side and like massage it and then yeah. squeeze it well, and it's like oh that it will the isn't the pun Ugh. the whole point of the pun supposed to be like oh you're not supposed to watch this so we'll cut to something else but when the thing yeah. that you're cutting to, away to is an even like grosser it's that Ouroboros thing. They're trying to be like self-referential, but then like you're in your cutaway gag, you're just you're doing shit that's so horny, yeah. it's grosser than if you would have just showed boobs. In a way, it's the best joke in the film. <laughs> in that it's so like it's this doesn't have a whole lot of terribly gratuitous. Things. I mean, you yeah. see some bits in it. Well, like, there, the shower is at the shower in the beginning before one of the other girls gets raped. I would say is the only gratuitous nudity because again we're implying that this character is in high school yeah. and we're implying that she is showering alone in oh. a weirdly dark locker room and is then accosted by three men. Well, the implication that we're seeing naked high schoolers is, is fucking gross as shit, but. We're clearly not. Uh, and yes, and also not something we're unused to on this show, <laughs> like the podcast show. And in that shower scene, it's weird they do the hooter honk, but I don't think you actually see her breasts. Like, oh, you do. You do? I thought you just saw like her ass in the. No, the you see her ass, stamp. and she turns around like a bunch. <laughs> okay, but right. you do see the little peace sign tattoo. That was the other thing. I was like, wow, boobs, and then the butt too, because you only see her breasts, and then. Way, way later in the movie, after like several other killings have happened, it's the it's like the last fifth person that gets added to the squad, and the, it's like the movie producer. Yeah, yeah, the guy they go to the, they go to his house, and she like before you die, you got to show him your. Oh no no that, so one, that one that's the one that they don't they not do it yeah that, right, that's the girl anything. that you don't even see anything because they cut her above which is hilarious because the other girl in the shot is wearing a tank top and you can clearly see her nipples through the shirt for like the entire yeah. scene but then they make a big deal about and another one of the examples of them trying to be funny and self-referential where they're like all right well before we kill this guy you might as well show him your breasts because you said you would she's like why do i have to do it and she's like well i already showed my breasts in the last scene and this movie doesn't have enough tits in it 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that was like kind of funny. But then, yeah, she she stands up and you see her like open her blouse, but only from the shoulders up. It's except for the shower scene, like the gore and nudity could maybe pass for PG thirteen. Yeah, in this film, which is weird. It's like a uh, it's like an army of darkness R rating. Yeah, it is a it is. A, uh, as as we've said, the sound design is really terrible. It's inaudible at a lot of places. The music, like the dubbing of the the audio, seems all on like one level, and then it feels like they put the music over on top. Like if that makes any sense, but yeah, it, no, when you watch the movie, it makes sense. But it sounds like it's been added on top of them talking, as opposed to underneath it. Yeah, it's it's not well mixed. They didn't pay attention to their levels. Oh god. Uh, the visual is terrible. I'm not sure if it's a bad transfer. Like, I don't know. But it looks like it was shot on home video. It, it seems like there's a couple of different times where it, it changes in, like, I wouldn't say up or down in quality, but it's like, okay, this is a clearly different camera. Yeah. A lot of it really does look like home video. And I know that Betcher didn't have much money, so I wonder if he just shot it on, like, non-film stock or something, or, mm-hmm. like, a low-quality video. It's it, it doesn't look good. Uh, and as a result... It has that look that you get with these kinds of video things, especially when they're done by people who aren't very competent, where they there's really washed-out color schemes to it, mm-hmm. which just makes it not pop at all. It makes it a real gray, fucking drizzly shit's nightmare to watch. Uh, the other thing is every single person handles guns and weapons and stuff like they are people who have seen movies, <laughs> and this is the only chance they've ever had to hold one of these things and pretend like they're killing somebody with it, and they had... Uh, no direction whatsoever and uh, no implication that maybe an axe is a little bit heavy or a gun might have uh, kickback <laughs> like or well, well they, they know that guns should have kickback because you see them physically do it with their own arm to be fair to, to be, be fair, fair. Uh, you know they're supposed to be high schoolers is that one of those they like stumbled backwards into doing the right thing actually you do you get some plan nine gun acting in this yeah where there's those famous scenes in plan nine where the police detective is pointing at people with the gun and the rift tracks version every time they do it they make a gunshot noise it's like you go there and they're like Oh, um, there's a fake out where you think you're gonna see like a, a mangled body they, but they don't really show it ever because they think it's a, one of the characters that on like the quote unquote men's side of the events that are happening, like the coroner and his buddy and the mayor, um, and you think the character has died, and then they pulled it and he, he's like, "I thought that was you." It's like, well, if you're here and you're still alive, then who's on the table? And then he pulls the sheet back, and it's like, he he talks about it's leftover lunch. But it's like a, the most visceral-looking pile of guts because it's it's really like animal intestines and stuff. Yeah, it's just a pile of animal intestines. And it was, it was shocking compared to the entire rest of the movie, which has so little care for practical effects or props, and then yeah. that scene's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that was one of the added scenes. It's, it's, it's a weird, real weird joke, too. Yeah. It's part of the meta humor they keep attempting to do and just not... I, I fucking expected them to pull, like, the sheet off and it would be one of those, like, armless, torsoless uh, CPR dummy things that has, like, uh, better paint on it and, like, some mangled parts or whatever. But just, like, 
a whole literal pile of guts was kind of shocking to see. <laughs> Alright, so maybe the comparative, which I don't think will take too long for us to do. Um, oh. It's uh, we, this in this in assault with the killer bimbos were 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 a pair. They were supposed to be, you know, this one was supposed to be the other, and then there was the remake, etc. And we saw that original poster. Like, do you want to speak to, like, where where do these films sit in relation to each other? In the trash. <laughs> uh, they uh, at the bottom of the trash can. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we live in an age where you know things like language and names are meaningless anyway. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. one was for you, Josh. Yeah, I mean. yeah a little, little ennui moment there, Laura. <laughs> well, I was trying. I to... appreciate it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, the uh, I mean, you 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 said it earlier when you said that like this. Well, thank God this thing wasn't named Assault of the Killer Bimbos because that's you know. It would have been an extraordinarily offensive name for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck. <laughs> an offensive name for a movie that is an offense. Yeah. Oh, it's Assault of the Killer Bimbos at least manages to perform the baseline function of what it's trying to be. Okay. Like it's it's recognizable as like a dumb, you know, road comedy with some with some boobs in it. So, I was just thinking, like, for the sake of this show, uh, I mean, not for the sake of the show, but for, like, the comedy of the show, we often, like, in hyperbole say things along the lines of, like, oh, we hate women, and we hate the movies because, Uh oh, it's a female lead, and we're men, and we hate that. And it's, like, it's clear sarcasm in our our sense, it's clear satire. But if you were to fucking call this movie Assault of the Killer Bimbos, would literally erase whatever, like semblance of satire this movie pretends to have because yeah. it's then it's just literally offensive and it, I don't know what you're saying like we make jokes about sexism and mm. also Harley Quinn is a Mary Sue uh, <laughs> and I, a lot of people like that movie I just didn't I know that I don't actually think I was, Harley Quinn's I was, a Mary Sue is a term that no longer means anything because <laughs> language and names have no meaning people yeah, basically. <laughs> Mary Sue had a very specific meaning in in, constru- in relation to fan fiction and, and narratives, and it's completely divorced from that now, and everyone just calls anything they don't like a Mary Sue. Like auteur. <laughs> oh, God, look! I you guys could have oh, saw Josh oh, just now! Oh, Fucking heart attack. Oh, God, I have a great auteur comic to, to share later. Um, Ooh... But, uh, podcast over. <laughs> oh my god, I did it again. I ruined the podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, this movie is a Kafka-esque auteur tour de force. <laughs> That's how I would describe Cemetery High. Well, I would say about Cemetery T-shirt. I say about Cemetery High in comparison to *Assault of the Killer Bimbos*. It's a failed movie. Like it wants to be a satire that has a coherent like message about how men and women treat each other, I guess. Mm. It seems like it wants to. But Jesus fucking Christ, it doesn't have any of it in there. (laughs) It never gets there. It just meanders around. So I don't know how often we've had this conversation since we've started the Up All Night show. (laughs) But one of the things that came up frequently in the old uh, Halcyon graphic novelty days was the distinction here between spectacular failures and, Mm. you know, mediocre... uh, Yeah. You know, uh, how did how did we say it, Josh? Do you remember the exact formulation? 
Uh, uh, well, Nathan Rabin always had a version of it that I liked, yeah. where it's uh, fiasco, failure, or secret success was sort of his uh, his yeah. year of flops criteria. Yeah. Where uh, a failure is just you know something that doesn't do what it sets out to do, but a fiasco is something that fails so hugely and so uniquely and interestingly that it's a spectacle yeah of itself but ba- this, this is not a fiasco but basic well basically me and Josh came to the conclusion that mediocre movies in some ways are worse than bad movies that yeah absolutely one of my the solid theses of my yeah. film reviewing um and uh this tests that <laughs> like, well, because the thing is, it's not. What I would say about that is, it's not a fiasco because it's not interesting enough to be a fiasco. Mm. Like it it's fails. Story is interesting, but it in and of itself is. Yeah. Like it's just it's not competently made or presented enough. And the story, although it has a couple of interesting ideas in it, doesn't develop them very well. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. I will never see Betcher's version, I guess. But I'm not confident that there was a better movie hiding in it. Like from what I understand, all the movies that he says he had more fucking sway over back I, in those days were also shit. We could we could all right so, now take the premise of a like a satire of revenge movie and just off of that like yeah. that is really the best synops- not I wouldn't even say synopsis. That's the best theme that you can glean from this movie at all. But instead of satiring a revenge movie, they just like make their semblance of a revenge, like I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it just doesn't get mm. that. It just becomes like a, a, a bad, over the top, gory, not titty, like yeah. revenge movie. <laughs> I see where you're coming from, Aura. As far as like, is this better than a mediocre film? Because Assault, right. because Assault is definitely a mediocre film. Mm. Well, that I mean, that well, that when you. When you had it in the script, I thought that's the comparison you were trying to build. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Assault is definitely a mediocre film. I mean, we all watched it and we were mm. like, well, that was two hours, but it wasn't two hours completely wasted, I guess. Uh, uh, this was 80 minutes completely wasted, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, in part, me turning up the volume and then turning the volume back down and then turning it back up and then you know, I'm just like... Yeah. And and my wife eventually coming out and being like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Kind of. <laughs> like I'm watching a movie watch for the show, baby. Movie. And and she was like, "Josh." And I was like, "This one might not have been Josh's fault. I don't remember." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most that's the most clearing thing that you could say for your character right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I won't have more discussion, or are we ready to move I on mean, down the line? We could we could pull it apart, but I mean, we've oh, already God. turned this movie into brisket. Like, yeah. there's <laughs> nothing left to pull apart. The meat's fallen off the bone by the time we start. The the, the meat's already bad. <laughs> the meat. What is that? Have you, have the meat's already the, bad. The, the American Dad, bad. like the the slower the cook, the sweeter the meat. That's all about crockpot cooking, and they they leave their meat in for like months, and it's fucking disgusting and rancid. Or, or like the meat when you take the sheet off, and it's you know this really. <laughs> is it like that? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh! Is that the kind of autopsy we're doing now? <laughs> that's guts there. All right. Well, we've shared our remembrances of the film. Now it's time to start immediately forgetting it, probably through drink. Forgetting what? <laughs> but first, we got some games after the jump. It is I, the mayor, 
We've heard about a rash of crimes at the high school involving women murdering lecherous guys. Only you two can stop them. Ah, so we're a bit like Charlie's Angels. You mean that uh, movie that flopped last year? No, no, older than that. Oh, yeah, that uh, that really old Cameron Diaz film where Lucy Liu does all those high kicks? No, no, it was a TV show, you know, the 1970s with Farrah Fawcett. No, stop, it doesn't matter, you guys are nothing like Charlie's Angels. You see, that was about female empowerment. You guys are doing the opposite, going undercover in the hopes of squelching women attempting to empower themselves. Does that make us the baddies? Uh, we're men. If the women empower themselves, that's bad for us. I see that. That tracks. Uh, how dangerous is this, though? And surely if you're caught, they'll murder you. They'll probably do it slower and more painfully. You know, because they will perceive you as perverts. Especially in those cheer uniforms. A part of the undercover gig is getting in good with the cheer squad, then. Uh, yeah, sure, that's why. Uh, besides, you guys will do anything to save the city, right? Anything. Anything? Anything. Anything? Anything. Anything? <laughs> when did we elect him the mayor? I think when you're president of the AV club, you automatically ascend to mayor if something happens to the old mayor. Oh. Hey, Josh, did you do something to the old mayor? Well, off you two go, then. If you need anything, I can see all you see and hear all you hear through the headsets. Scooby-Doo white noise here. Well, here we are at the old high school. It sure does bring back memories, especially in these cheer outfit and the murders. <laughs> Boy, does it. <laughs> like that time we went to camp and you gave that other girl the hot foot? Ooh, oh, or, or like that time we murdered all the people in the mascot costume and it drove that one girl crazy? Or that time we wandered around the post-apocalypse? I bet if Josh were here, he'd remember all the slinking around cheerleader locker rooms we used to do. Those were the good old days. Ooh, up ahead. That must be where the cheer squad are killing the lecherous men. It's starting to look really spooky up here. Should we keep going? We said we'd do anything. 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 <laughs> Josh, what are you doing here? Uh, the feed from the headpiece gave out, and it really looked like you guys needed help in the cheerleader locker room. You know, help. I wonder if the feed gave out because of the interference from all this spooky stuff. Yes, that is why. The spooky stuff. Oh my god, what is all of this? Holy heck, guys! The cheerleader women aren't killing the men because of lechery. They're killing them to open a portal to hell! A cheerleader hell! Oh no, we're being sucked in! Are they falling to hell? Perhaps somewhere worse. To be continued next time, intrepid listener, on that podcast stays up all night. Welcome back to That Podcast Stays Up All Night. <clears throat> Let's drown our sorrows in some fun and games, and possibly alcohol. <laughs> hey, it's the fun and games portion, guys. Welcome to the best portion of the show, right, guys? Right? There's no possibly involved. It's, uh, it's a, That's a guarantee. It is, it is indeed it's... the third portion of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the it's thirdest the portion of it's, the show. It's the, it's... Speaking of the things you, see, you say when you go to see a friend's bad play or <laughs> yeah. band... That was that was sure a set. You guys played music. It's the, wow! It's the it's the thirtieth portion of the of the show. That's a, when, whenever we do a live show or uh, or has to have the T-shirt that says "I do the thirtieth part of the episode." Yes. <laughs> 
All right, well, it's the it's time for the fun and games portion. So, Cody, let's take a spin of the 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 fifty story wheel. <laughs> My shirt will say, "I do the wheel." <laughs> I had to think about all the different ones I've done and which is worth worth doing now. You're like click 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 yeah. It's uh, it's uh, because of uh, ding. oh ding, yes. ding, wheel ding, but ding. <laughs> it's like we spit in the patoon, right? Ding. Uh, the last time we did uh, weird uh, weird strip club rules. This time, uh, because the title has a uh, cemetery in it, I thought weird cemetery <laughs> rules. Fair enough. Perfect. <laughs> Having nothing to do with nothing. Which is uh, much like the movie in its relation to the title. <laughs> So, uh, so weird cemetery rules, true or false? Honestly, now, now we talked about it earlier, but we are literally building better publicity for this movie and more ties to cemetery with just this episode. <laughs> yeah. So if we really are affecting the uptick of these movies. <laughs> now they have the only semblance that they can argue that there is a cemetery involved. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So uh, these uh, these weird cemetery laws uh, come from either funerals360.com or ranker.com, and they were uh, they were rules as of a few years ago when these things were written. So uh, first up, true or false? In Washington D.C., it is illegal to dismember a body before burial. <laughs> How do you get the embalming fluid in? Um, before burial, illegal to dismember a body. Uh, uh, I'll go true. Yeah, it seems it seems so stupid. Like they had to spell it out because of one person. No, that's that's false. I made that one. Ah, <sighs> sorry. Uh, true or false? If you scatter ashes in Florida, they have to be at least three hundred fathoms deep. Um, gut says false, but I know there are weird rules about like where you can scatter ashes. <laughs> you can't go dude with... it every time. I'll go with true because Florida sucks. Florida, yeah, no, wow. right, yeah, 300, 300 fathoms deep. If you guys want to bury uh, at a burial sea in that way, I guess. Can we Yar. burn this? Can we? <laughs> but burn what if, what if when you dump it out, it blows back in your face? <laughs> <laughs> like like Big Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah, that was the reference. <laughs> I already said the dude. <laughs> Why is it always a travesty with you? <laughs> <laughs> the whites, dude. It's a different scene. Yeah. <laughs> True or false? Uh, more states allow home burials than prohibit them. Oh, oh interesting. Wow. I uh, want it to be true. So I, I'm going to say true. true, but I am very curious about this answer. Only five states prohibit them. You can wow. bury in 45, and I didn't write wow. down which, which states uh, oh, prohibit fuck. them. I'm sorry. Well, I meant now to I, do that. Now I have a. I literally am going to write that down for a uh, trivia <laughs> trivia question. Uh, double check my facts. Make yep. sure it's wow. all you know. Up and I, up, but. I've always kind of wanted to just have my body dumped in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Let, let, let nature take its take its course. I mean that can happen, but it's really not up to you where it gets dumped at that point. Yeah. <laughs> True or false? In Maryland, you can still do a Viking burial. Uh, explaining what a Viking burial is, this is when you put put a body onto a boat, you kick it out to sea and light it on fire. Yeah, you usually pile tinder yeah. under it. And I'm, I'm gonna shoot s- an arrow. I'm gonna say false. No, no- I, I knew you guys knew, but I didn't yeah, know gonna, if everybody listening. Sure. Particular, particularly our uh, Italian listeners. <laughs> <It's> in Maryland. <laughs> 
uh, in Maryland. False. It's way too Catholic. Yeah, I'm going to say false just because of pollution. You guys are both right. False. Uh, it's actually legal in parts of the UK, however. That makes sense. Yeah, because they have their Viking heritage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, true or false? In uh, Utah, organ donation is prohibited. Uh, I think that's true. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say true, too, because you don't know who's already been sipping on coffee before you, you pass your organ on. I made that one up. Fuck! Oh, <laughs> Sorry. That's a good I one. I thought they had prohibitions against... Uh, but in, in it's against, maybe I'm wrong. No, it, I was wrong. It would also be weird if you have it on your like driver's license and you just happen to get in a fucking wreck in Utah. <laughs> would they be able to do anything about that? Uh, true or false? It is legal to do a burial at sea. Well, which sea? Uh, in the United States. Okay. How are they going to prove it? <laughs> um, is it true? I mean, you know. False. So I'm going to say that's illegal. Josh got it again. It's it's legal. You just have to pay ten thousand dollars. I was just about to say. I was like, I feel like the U.S. government has to get involved when it's yep. shit like that. Uh, true or false? Kansas, the state where this is being recorded, uh, only requires a body to be involved if it comes into the state on a conveyance, such as an airplane or a train. Okay, roll that by me again one more time. Sorry. <laughs> Kansas only requires a body to be involved. If it comes into the state on a conveyance, such as a airplane or train. In other words, there is no law that you have to embalm a body unless it comes into the state from another state. And it's coming on a conveyance, such as an airplane or a train. That sounds specific, but I'm going to say false. I think true. I think I'd heard that. God damn it, Josh. Josh got it again. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I know nothing is, about dead people. That is, true. that is true in Kansas, among several other states, actually. Oh, Josh. Yeah, embalming isn't a requirement so much as a way to preserve. There are zero states that require yeah, you to embalm a body. Josh, I can see it in your eyes. You got the gift. <laughs> uh, true or false, it is illegal to die in the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> fucking try to stop me. Wow, I wish that was true. <laughs> yeah, false. I'm going to say false, but it's... it's You're both right, it's one. false. But it is actually <laughs> illegal to die in the UK Parliament, according to a 1279 law. <laughs> nope, drag nice. that shit outside. <laughs> uh, true or false, uh, <coughs> Texas has a 24-hour waiting period before you can cremate a loved one. Uh, true? I'm going to go with False. That's actually true. Wow. They don't have a gun waiting period, but Lord help us if you want to embalm a lot. We've had enough problems with zombies and werewolves. We have to wait 24 hours to see if they're dead. <laughs> That's a weird law for a, yeah. know, conservative nut jobs who probably think that it, you shouldn't have to have a permit to burn. Uh, last one. <coughs> Necrophilia is still legal in five states. True or false? True. Uh, I think the the wording on this is something that the trivia people would might be pedantic about, but I'm also true. Uh, necrophilia is still legal in five states. What's the problem with the wording? I think it's like there's text. <laughs> there's technically just no laws about it in those states. Oh sure. But uh, but yeah, sure. Well, it's I was true. taking it from the headlines. So. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is uh, that is true. It is still legal in Louisiana, New Mexico, Vermont, North Carolina, and our home state, Josh, Nebraska. Hmm. <laughs> Can't have sex with bones. I've tried. <clears throat> Bad news. I know during congressional music hearings, there was a point at which uh, 
A congressperson apparently asked if it was legal to have sex with a corpse if you're married to it. God. Oh my God. That's that, that's a whole conversation about women as property that this movie also didn't answer. There was a there was a there was actually a bit uh, in one of the articles about how you could marry a corpse too. But I I was like, nah, I'm gonna let that one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the loop legal loopholes are on that one, and I don't want to get into it. What I, I mean, thought was Josh, <laughs> you, were one, you were the one being the pedant, though, Cody. I mean, I'm going to say marrying a corpse is pretty fucking god. <laughs> Josh, you watch Gravity Falls, right? Yeah. The, the, there's the whole bit about like the weird laws that are exempt. It's like you can still marry a woodpecker, and then somebody walks by and goes, "Oh, it's still legal, very legal." And that guy becomes a reoccurring bit throughout the whole show. And the funniest one is when he's arguing with his woodpecker wife, and he says, "I told you we can't fly south for the winter." <laughs> that show's so good. Yeah. Oh man, it, they they somebody there's layers. Yeah. <laughs> That was built in. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's take a let's take another spin of the wheel, Cody. <laughs> tick 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 wheel. But ding! All right. Genre swap. It's our favorite game that we play every show. What we do is we take the same movie, but we apply a different genre to it, and we assign the different genres to each other. Uh, let's go with. Cody, you're doing this, but as a as a Viking film. Huh, fuck yeah. Alright. <laughs> I cannot wait to do my accent for this part. Oh, good. Alright, uh, Viking film. Um, it got stuck in my head because of the Viking funeral. <laughs> uh, uh, so, am I doing you or am I doing Josh? Josh, you have to make this movie uh, worthy of being added to the Criterion Collection. <laughs> That's that is your uh, can't be done. <laughs> no, you have to do it. I was, how, man, how did you get the Sisyphusian task right? <laughs> it's easy. You just re-release the same movie in black and white and talk on the end about how the fact that they didn't do what they meant to do. <laughs> Aura, yeah. you have to tell this movie is a pro wrestling pay-per-view. God damn it. <laughs> you can call it Assault of the Killer Bimbos now. No, I no, I've got I've got two I've only got two jokes though. <laughs> I don't want to build it up. I was like, oh I've got jokes now. And I was like, no, I've only got two. <laughs> so like earlier when I was like, I have two things to say, but I can only think of one of them, so I have one thing to say. No, I've got no <laughs> Also agree. Like we should have, like, a top ten t-shirt design. <laughs> Alright, alright, Cody, you ready for your Viking, uh, or do, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you go first, I need, I need a second. Alright, so, Cemetery High, this is Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, sitting at the announcement table, watching this, <laughs> this, this Money in the Bank match. <laughs> <laughs> We bring in the girls versus the guys in a no-holds-bar event scheduled for one fall. And so so then it, you know, it uh, it does the thing, except that um, the, guy, the guy from Scream is there. Mm -hmm. um, oh, fucking what? Uh, what's his name? The, the uh, no-holds-barred uh, no guy? Hulk Hogan? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Zeus? Tiny Zeus? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm sorry. The movie we watched last week. 
Ready to rumble? Ready to rumble. Yeah. The I've king? S- I have screwed that up every time. Josh can attest. Like, I even said it in a text message to him. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about every time? Sorry, ready to rumble. Who was who was in ready to rumble? David Never mind. Cat. You know what? The joke's gone. It doesn't even fucking matter anymore. So, so you have the, the I'm ready to interrupt versus, this. Yeah, right. You have no guy- lifelines. <laughs> you have the guys versus girls, but... Speaking of bad improv, right? <laughs> oh no, who invited us to this improv show? Uh, so uh, you have the guys versus the girls. And, uh, you know, the girls have all these, you know, chainsaws and things like that. And the guys have the guns. And yet, somehow, the women still overcome the uh, the, the guys to, to start to climb up the ladder to get to the money in the bank. Even though it's not money and there's no bank. It's just a suitcase mm. with a contract in it. <laughs> I don't know why it's money in the bank, but it's, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and one of the girls gets near the top, but a guy knocks the ladder. And when he knocks the ladder, she falls into the German announce table. <laughs> right? Good touch. Yeah, you yeah. like that? <laughs> and... And when she, she gets up, she's just furious, right? Uh, as you would be, right? As you would be. As you would be. And that's really where this... Because I had two things to say, and I said them both. <laughs> <laughs> what an adequate fulfillment of you saying that you would say two things. <laughs> Alright, All right. Josh, you ready? Cody, you ready? One uh, of you guys? I'm ready, can... unless you you ready to go. Go ahead, go. All right. Was, uh, hang on. Uh, was that uh, was that an adequate fulfillment of <laughs> WrestleMania? No, we're going to stay here and keep doing. Oh, go. Okay. <laughs> this is a very elaborately <laughs> judged. Uh, when when Aura pointed out not sitting here working out my own bits. When when Aura pointed out the uh, the flaws of doing your own improv, it, I don't know why, but it also triggered in my mind while watching this movie, do you notice how many times the Amras just look right down the fucking barrel of the camera? Yeah. Like, oh my god. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> this as a Viking movie. Alright. So, uh, it is going to be more of a, like, suspense build type movie, mm. a la The Witch. The Witch. So you got, like, four, four to five families in this Viking tribe... Oh. And uh, there's you set up with like your main family. Oh man, you so you set up with the, like the main group or the like the main family, and it's one of those like simple uh, big burly husband that's the hunter person, and then the the like dotering wife, and he's always like oh, Olga, I can't believe it, you bitch, and things like that back and forth, and these these little things start happening that that start off as like accidents that happen to the other like men in the tribe like oh the like Ulfgaard had a logging accident happen and so like a, a tree crushed his leg so he's not dead but he's like out of the picture and then a different husband gets like just killed and the uh that family is packing up and moving and so our main character wife is is talking to them and they're like oh he was so like abusive like honestly I'm I'm so glad I get to move up like north with my mother's tribe and uh, it, a couple more things happen along those lines. It, it gets to the point where our main family is the last family that's left, Uh-oh. and you, there ends up being this the shining style escalation of like the husband is mad because like he he thinks that 
like everybody else, nobody's explicitly saying it, but they're like, oh, the women are like striking back. It's like, haven't I, he gets like, he's trying to gaslight her and it's like, I've done all this for you. Like blah, blah, blah. I just ask you to help like take care of our like baby and blah, blah, blah. All of this stuff. And she's like, I wouldn't do it, but she's getting like backed into a corner and she like picks up something to defend herself. And then the fucking shocking twist happens. It's this gigantic antler-based, like, monster Viking yes. lore thing. And that's what's been, like, picking off this tribe as part of this curse that's been there all along. So it, like, brutally dismembers, like, the big logger guy. And she's she's left, but it's one of those, like, new age horror movies where it, it's over, but she has the new beginning because everybody else also already, like, moved off. And she's at oh, no wow. danger because it's a thing that's... Uh, destroying the lineage of the tribe or whatever. That's that's, that's my Viking bit. That's much more amazing. <laughs> I stole it from The Witch and uh, the Netflix movie called The Ritual. Really good movie. Check check out The Ritual. It's like uh, it's four. The, it's, like a... it's four guys that are like uh, backpacking through Scandinavia, yeah, and, and one of their buddies twists. Cabin, yeah, and so yeah, like a the big giant monster thing at the end. Right? Yes, Odin. Yes, that movie, movie is really really good. Watch The Ritual. Very good watch. <laughs> I stole both of those <clears throat> movies. <laughs> All right, we, well, I see I see Josh staring. Yeah. Well, if you want to make this a sort of more Criterion like award winning type movie. Like you're probably going to need to make some serious changes. Black and white. Like you some probably, serious changes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're probably going to want to change the plot around a little. <laughs> you want to focus more on a on a main character. Uh huh. Like say a character who's I don't know, sort of a waitress who's being assaulted and has to try and uh, to despite her bad reputation to like uh, to to get justice in in her town, right? So oh. like, killer focus it, focus it in a little more. <laughs> uh, you might want a director who has a, a hand with a old exploitation cinema, but also like bigger projects as well. Would you say like, somebody who worked on like say Truck Turner, but maybe also Bad Girls, like Jonathan <laughs> Kaplan, who directed <laughs> both of those? Like maybe you'd want your supporting cast. You'd probably want like strong women there. Like uh, Kelly McGillis, who'd been in Witness and uh, and Top Gun, for instance, she could be a supporting okay. character. But mm. then for your main character, you definitely want a veteran actress with proven Academy appeal, like Jodie Foster. And it's the accused. Mm. I'm just describing the film. <laughs> <laughs> Which is oh. A well-renowned film about oh. Jodie Foster being ranked over a pinball wow. machine. Well, that's a you, huh. you were leading into it, and I was like. This this movie is is aping on these like revenge movies, but I was like the only revenge movies I can think of are the like the critically acclaimed ones like Last House on the Left and yeah. like similar. I mean, there's the critically acclaimed ones, and there's like the I Spit on Your Grave type. Oh yeah, oh that's ones. right. Like there's a million lesser for every one of those. There's a million lesser fucking rape revenge movies. Believe I forget me. that that's what I Spit on Your Grave is even about. Yeah, it's kind of it's a weird one because it's a remake of a Swedish movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we've ran long, so we'll just go ahead and uh, bump the more you know this time. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. What's What's up next, Josh? Well, uh, that's not actually the order things going. <laughs> uh, uh, what we do next is where are they now? Ratings and trivia. Yeah. Uh. No, I meant I meant what's the next bit? Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant what was yeah. next. <laughs> okay, next. Yeah. Way down in yeah, the... No, okay. no, no, sorry. <laughs> so this was Betcher's last uh, film with Empire because the company had basically folded by 88 uh, a year after this film was released. 
Interesting. Or the year it was released, can't remember which. Uh, <laughs> due to crushing debts. Was this out in 88? Because Accused was actually also out in 88. I thought so Attack... So that was a really fucking good... Uh, I think this idea. one's 81 and Assault of the Killer Bimbos is 88. No, it says 88. Never mind. It was released in 88. Like, I think it might have uh, been made earlier. No. Oh, right. That makes sense then. Oh, man. How would you like to be sitting uh, sitting on this for seven years? Like, one, <laughs> of, these, like one of these actresses in it, and they're like, oh, thank God that thing didn't get made. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, you know, seven years later, they're like, hey, you remember that movie you shot in 1981? I think we're going to go. And they're like, oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay if you don't, though. Oh, my, 20 <laughs> fucking, my $20 stipend is post-dated for eight years. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh... So Empire was folded up by Credit Lyonnais because of uh, crushing debt. Uh, Betchard became a novelist for a decade or so. Hmm. Uh, he, one of his novels is the second greatest story ever told about God's daughter. Interesting. Uh, before he returned to film with uh, a fairly well-received super indie film called The Kiss. What? Uh, which had a it had a good cast. I can't remember. I didn't write it all down here, but it had a decent cast to it. Uh, apparently, he bitched about post uh, about editing and uh, about uh, interference from production in post on that one as well. That's probably why so, he became a writer. A Don't have to worry about uh, directing your words. <laughs> yep. But his biggest success uh, began in 2011 when he released a documentary called "Color Me Obsessed," uh, which was a film about the replacements, consisting entirely of interviews with people who were fans of the band rather than footage of the band or the band's music or anything like that. Which is kind of an interesting concept for a music documentary. Yeah. And I've heard is very good. Uh, he followed this up with several other indie music docs. Uh, but perhaps his true calling does seem to be complaining in interviews about how his fiction films were ruined by post-production interference. <laughs> uh, in a discussion in Empire of the Bees, the author quotes Betchard as... The author's quote Betchard is saying he wanted to, at some point, slice Charles Band's face up with a broken beer bottle <laughs> over what he did to Cemetery High. What? Uh, this movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, if you ever want to see a Wikipedia page that is clearly written by its subject, then look up Gorman Betchard. <laughs> the Gorman Betchard Wikipedia page, I would bet my fucking teeth, was written by <laughs> Gorman fucking Betchard. <laughs> Uh, no one else associated with this film did much of anything except appear in a few other Gorman Bedford movies. Uh, so there's not really any other fun threads to trace. They are living among you. They are your dentists, your postal workers. They were Gorman Bedford subjects. I mean, I assume they were all just a local community theater group that Gorman Bedford knew in Pennsylvania. Oh, God. That poor, that poor improv group. You guys have any other trivia or anything you wanted to share for this? Uh, uh I well, I noticed that your little bullet point. No one else uh, did much else. I, I that's not one hundred percent true. You said earlier in the earlier in our bits where a lot of these people sort of ran in the same circles. So there were yeah. other, you know, if, if you want to see more of these same people yeah. in more of his movies, right? Yeah, yeah, most of them were in his earlier movies, and this was sort of his last of that B cycle that he had early in his career. Um, and I don't think any of them returned to his indie or stuff later. You can, it, and I looked through all of them to see if anybody had any particularly interesting things, but there's nobody who like secretly snuck into Honey I Shrunk the Kids or some shit. It's it's just people <laughs> that continue to make movies like this that I could mention the titles of that you've probably not uh, heard of because I sure the fuck hadn't. Well, and undoubtedly will end up, you know, uh, being future uh, up all night fodder. I you know. Yeah, I think right. some of these people probably come back. Yeah. 
Um, and like I said, I think I'm pretty sure Psychos in Love is on that list somewhere, but I wouldn't swear to it. Um, well, with the way they read the back of the VHS tape in the movie, it, it seemed like a great movie. <laughs> Uh, Empire of the Beast says that it is a really excruciatingly bad film. <laughs> but tra- huh. I mean, in some ways, truth is the best trivia about this film is that Assault of the Killer Bimbos, this was originally that movie. Yeah. So, yeah. In, a, in a meta sense, you have the biggest piece of trivia right there. Yeah. yeah. The, these these two-part <laughs> episodes. This film is the trivia to, yeah. to, yeah. Another, to another better film. God, it's so wild. It's wild to think about. Yep. We want to do our reviews real quick, and since we didn't do Assault of the Bimbos, I thought we could quickly do. Oh, did we not? Both of them? No, oh, we did not. Last week we forgot. Wow, Cody, uh, Cody forgot and wasn't paying attention. I I gave Assault of the Killer Bimbos three Hooter honks out of five. Honk honk uh, honk. I don't know. It's fun. It's fun enough. Like you won't remember anything from it except maybe the the dancing bit at the beginning. That's a what, couple bits towards it, but. Whatever it, it'll it'll if you if you're wanting to watch a stupid but largely inoffensive like boob comedy, it's not horrendous in any way. <laughs> Put that on your poster. <laughs> um, Cemetery High, I give zero idiotic parodies of feminist manifestos out of five because I really fucking hate this movie. It's it's so bad. It's so difficult to watch. It's so mediocre. It's so doesn't even feel like it's trying very much. It's weird to me that Betchard went on to have a career as, like, an indie guy who cared about things because there is no care in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like, not a drop of it. <laughs> um, for, for me, I thought, because it reminded me of it, uh, Salt of the Killer Bimbos give, like, I'll give uh, two pieces of fruit out of, uh, out of an outfit that have fallen <laughs> off of the outfit uh, because... Hey, that was the favorite part of the movie, and um, just uh, the other the other one point that this the my review for that movie gets is the fact that they clearly improved from this movie that we watched this week. So uh, Cemetery High, I will uh, I will give one, and the one I will give it uh, not even a cl- one tombstone out of zero tombstones that appeared in this movie. Oh, <laughs> but, nice. And the only reason I'm doing that is because there, like I said, were several things that I noticed throughout the movie. I was like, this is not a terrible bit. It's just es- executed badly and unoriginally. And I was like, oh, I could easily do this in a similar premise and uh, make it work. So if I, uh, if I ever make something along these lines, you know where it came from and uh, I will never tell. <laughs> and no one will ever notice. No one will ever know. Yeah, you can out me later in a, in an article, and it'll be hilarious. We'll go we'll go through it. I did a podcast with that guy, and he stole the soul. We'll do a whole little big fat liar thing back and forth. You can paint me blue, and it'll be great. That'll be great. It'll be great. I look forward to it. It'll be more fun than this. <laughs> what? The the movie, not oh. the not the show. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't have fun on the podcast. You can get out. <laughs> get the fuck out. You can go cemetery high yourself, pal. Yeah. Uh, my review, uh, Assault of the Killer Bimbos, I'll, uh, I'll give it, uh, also three, uh, bad motherfucker wallets out of, uh, <laughs> because I, you know, I'm gonna stick with my thesis that this was, there, there was, there was some germinating factors in this movie <laughs> for other things that came later. 
Um, as as far as uh, or I'm sorry, that was Assault of the Killer Bimbos. Uh, Cemetery High, on the other hand, also uh, will get uh, zero embarrassing tattoos out of out of no embarrassing tattoos. Uh, this, I like I said, I can. I mean, the plot uh, and and other sort of accoutrement around it aside, like. The sound editing just ruined this thing for I I could not watch it like because having to sit there on the volume button the whole movie like turning it up when they're in hallways yeah. turning it back down when music starts all of the sudden like ear blasting a gorgong or a hooter honk like it was like this you have to go to so much effort to do shit like that for so little return yeah <laughs> well but I mean. We're doing. I mean, I'm, and, I'm and agreeing this, with you. <laughs> well, no, I'm. A, this is the '80s, you know, and I don't. They, but they had something similar to like what we look at on our podcast, right? Like a like a a, a waveform of some kind where you're they, seeing the sound. I, as they, I, they should have a sound engineer with headphones who is listening to the fucking sound as it's going into the fucking Nagra. <laughs> Yeah. Unless they are complete fucking chumps. <laughs> but but mm, if they had mm. the... Gonger right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> but if they had this waveform, wouldn't they have seen that, like, the music was way above the, like... The, the way that we do, yeah. we could tell. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they added that in post. They absolutely should have been able to tell, like, yeah. the volume of the fucking music relative to the, the volume of the dialogue. Ugh. Yeah, they, so, they probably, the turnaround for the post-production of this movie is probably the same uh, for me editing the episodes and getting them up. <laughs> so I feel like another editing pass at this thing might have made it, you know, uh, something worth watching at least. Uh, but uh, but unfortunately, like, the technical stuff was was too much for me on this one. The, the old ladies kicking the guy reading the uh, tits magazine in the middle of the floor yeah. perfectly perfectly centered for a group of old ladies to come and kick the shit out of him yeah. was one of my favorite parts but again it was like that was one one moment where it almost dipped its toe into like fiasco because he was mm. laughing before it started and all the people in the background are smiling and they're hitting him with things like the fucking wiffle ball like bats that have the wiffle yeah. ball in the blister pack yeah. at the top of them I was just like god none of this looks believable <laughs> All right. So yeah. Do we have any viewer mail? This we don't week? have any viewer mail this week. Uh, our our viewers have been errant in emailing us or twittering us or any of that stuff. Viewers, mail us. Yeah, give us some feedback on this episode if we did shit right this time. Um, I think more more so than maybe any other episode, this would be a great one to to quickly just. Uh, Give give them anything else this week that was worth uh, <laughs> worth viewing other than this. <laughs> actually, yeah, I actually have something for this. Um, uh, I'd like to shout out to a YouTube video series from a critic uh, goes by Todd in the Shadows. Oh, see, I who thought, does music reviews? I thought what was going to happen there was somebody named Josh had emailed us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we already did the viewer mail we're section. Doing, no, we're yeah. doing shout outs. Shout outs. <laughs> um. He does music review stuff, uh, and specifically he does a couple of series that I particularly like called One Hit Wonderland and Train Records, where he goes over the, the history of like One Hit Wonder bands and also of uh, for One Hit Wonderland, obviously. And then for Train Records, he does a record that derailed somebody's career. Ooh. Uh, and he does, he, he digs into the circumstance surrounding what's going on with... Uh, with it in a very interesting way that that 
kind of echoes the kinds of semi-scholarly stuff that I like to do in <laughs> these particular past episodes in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very interestingly, I watched a video from him recently about the band The Calling, who had one hit that's name I'm not going to remember. <laughs> it was one of those fucking alt-rock songs from that era where it's... Ready, and there were there's he, he layers a couple of interesting turns into it. One of which is towards the beginning, and is I guess mostly just a turn for me because I had forgotten that is a band fronted by Alex Band, the son of Charles Band, from <laughs> <laughs> Full Moon Productions and wow. Empire. So I was like, "Holy fuck! It does. It looks like a scumbag young version of fucking <laughs> of, of 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 Charles Band in this <laughs> shitty." Very generic sounding fucking alt rock bro band. That next week we're gonna come in and uh, like the apartment is gonna look like that Pepe Sylvia scene and Josh. <laughs> like, Can we talk about band? Can we talk about band? I've been dying to talk about band. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be one. All it's gonna take is one more idiosyncrasy to click it all up. <laughs> so, was, so I, if, if you like scholar, if you like the kind of stuff that we did, particularly in the last couple of episodes with the history of these movies. It's Dodd the Shadows is a good way to get that for pop music. For sure. Or you got good shit? Uh, the, uh, I don't have anything related to what we were talking about. Oh, now no, I no, feel, absolutely. Now I feel like I've been... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm trying... Yeah. My things will I be was, as far away from this movie as I can get. Because uh, I read uh, Batgirl Shadow of the Bat this week. Oh. I really enjoyed that. Is that the book that's book one? Yeah, that's... Well, it's not a... It's not a novel, but it's a graphic novel. It's, oh. Yeah. Okay. About 150 pages about, you know, because uh, uh, DC had been doing this uh, YA line mm-hmm. starring some of their characters, and uh, based on the covers, it looks very hit and miss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like uh, you know, I, I don't want to shit can anybody's thing without having read it, but Swamp Kid doesn't look like a great movie it's or a, a great uh, graphic novel. It's hilarious you said that because yeah. we literally had a couple the other day who picked it up and they were like, oh my gosh, this looks like perfect for what we're looking for. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, it, <laughs> but, is, no. it is somebody's taste. <laughs> it, it uh, was the that's the first time it had happened ever since yeah. we put it there. So, but but uh, Batgirl Shadow of the Bat was actually quite good. Uh, it's a, a retelling of Cassandra Cain's origin story Ooh. as a YA novel, basically. Nice. So, okay, yeah, I didn't know that that was a thing. I mean, yeah. actually, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was it was neat. It was a good read. I and. Uh, it, Cody will know this, and, and Josh to a lesser extent, that uh, any any uh, story that revolves around a ramen shop usually has my heart, so. <laughs> oh, that's cute. And Cassandra Kane, the best Batgirl. Yep. True. Is it, is it the same as her old origin story still? Or uh, oh, it glo- it glossed over. I mean, she's an assassin still, but it's, uh, it's uh, you, don't, you don't have many scenes of that happening. Yeah, <laughs> so. and she's like younger, right? For the yeah. sake of the book, yeah. okay, that makes sense. That's cool, though. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I talked about it. I think I did the last time we did this, but uh, the Sonic movie was awesome. <laughs> uh, but for this week, the things that I've been really enjoying are the uh, McMillions documentary series on HBO. Fucking phenomenal. There's only uh, three episodes out so far. Yeah, he won't shut up about this at the store either. <laughs> it's great. Love that. And then uh, this week, the second volume for the English printing of Drifting Classroom came out. Uh, chef's kiss emoji right here. Uh, oh, oh, yeah? Yeah, I, lo- I love this thing. I'll talk about it to anybody. It's a, They're big-ass books. There'll be three altogether. But it's, a, uh, it's like a 1970s 
sci-fi horror work by this guy who uh, is kind of where Junji Ito got his inspiration to do to shift from drawing girls comics and drawing horror stories and it's an elementary school that gets teleported a million years into a post-apocalyptic wasteland future thing and it kind of goes a little bit back and forth with like the people in the present time trying to figure out what happened uh, I haven't read all of it, obviously, because the second volume just came out, but it's uh, Lord of the Flies meets Mad Max, and it's really, really good. I've heard about that one for a long time. Yeah, I mean, if you want to borrow it, I'll totally let you. Cause yeah, it, totally. It's cool. It has, like, this... All of the, the humans are either teachers or elementary school kids, and they all have this very soft, round-eyed, like, Astro Boy art style to them, but all of the scenery and all of the uh, background and textures are really, really, really dense cross-hatching, and the juxtaposition of those things, like, hmm. pops a ton in the first book because they all start off, like, relatively clean because it just they all get instantaneously transported, but then as the series goes on, their clothes get more tattered, and it kind of reminds me of Bone, the way that you see them also kind of not devolve, but just get more worn as the series goes. But yeah, that's all I got. That's the end of the show. Oh, now we do the blast, right? Yeah, yeah, we have to do the blast, the but cash. I have to be in the right window to make that happen, so we're just going to have to wait a goddamn second. Hold on a minute, or has got a blast. <laughs> you said I couldn't do that at the beginning of the show. You're like, that's no not the ambiance we want here. Or is sorry, this has never happened to him before. <laughs> no, that's that has. This has happened yeah. to him several yeah. times. Yeah, you, you know what? You, they say, what is it, like, two and five? Two of three of five. Man, I am never not being on the script ever again. You guys have taught me a valuable lesson just now. <laughs> Fuckers. The more you know. <laughs> Bernie Sanders complains about rich people. Meanwhile, he owns this Waterfort Manor, Hjalmark, with lofted ceilings, three towers, and an alchemy laboratory. Hypocrite much? <laughs> what, the, what the hell is happening over there? It's a Skyrim uh, joke. Oh. <laughs> uh... So, that podcast stays <laughs> up all night as a presentation of That Podcast Productions. Proud, 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 proud. You can find our podcast blogs, assorted nonsense, at thatpodcastproductions.fireside.fm. You can also find us on Facebook at That Podcast Stays Up All Night Slumber Party. Just do a search. I'm sure if you should come up with Slumber Party, if you don't find our show, you'll find some fun stuff. Uh, on Instagram... At Don't go to anybody's slumber party that you meet off Facebook. <laughs> Says you. Yeah, you'll end up getting cemetery hide. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram at that.podcast.productions and on Twitter as uh, at that, that productions. productions. Nice job. It got added into the script. Well done. Uh, we're only, what, 25 episodes in at this point? I will I will accept this undulating praise that definitely doesn't deserve to be directed towards me. I didn't do that. Uh, if podcatchers are your thing, you can find us at uh, That Podcast Productions on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iTunes. Or you could just add us to the RSS feed from our website. Our art is courtesy of Abby, who you can find on Instagram at Rosario Art. Uh, Rosari. Rosari Art. Rosari. Rosari. Sorry, I ran it together. I'm sorry, Abby. I'm good. sorry. I'm R sorry. They'll I'm get sorry. there. It'll 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 happen. R O Z I. Who no. you have in front of you? R O Z A R I A R T. Rosari Art. Yeah. Uh, remember to subscribe and review and email us uh, your comments <laughs> at that.podcast.productions at gmail.com. 
next time we'll be wordless over how stupid a movie with one of the Beatles can get. Caveman, next week on That Podcast Stays Up All Night. Oh, it's not Yellow Sub? I thought we were... Fuck! <laughs> we're going to go eat at Yellow Sub after this? Oh, could we? Oh. Ooh, that sounds good. Can we watch Caveman and then eat Yellow? <laughs> oh, man, this sounds... Can we watch... Can we, we not wa- watch Caveman? Yeah, can we not watch stuff? Caveman watch Yellow Submarine <laughs> while we eat Yellow Sub? And that sounds like a much better afternoon. Was that was that an Up All Night movie? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we can pretend. Yeah, alright. <laughs> that no does it for this week. This. Until next time, try not to get murdered by the victims of your many crimes, Josh. I do what I do. Can't get murdered by your victims if they're already dead. <laughs>